Hello, podcasters. Welcome back to another episode of the Julie Story Show. <laughs> I've been thinking about calling my podcast the Julie Story Show. I don't know if it's too much. I don't know, but I tried to pull up the podcast on Alexa, and it, it she she had a really hard time. So I thought maybe I need to add another word because this is a dairy product derived from milk and is produced in a wide range of flavors, textures. Do you hear that? Alexa, stop. <laughs> Alexa, stop it. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Literally, I cannot say her name apparently because she's going to straight up invade the podcast with no chill at all. I don't know why she started talking about cheese. Like, girl, you way misunderstood. In any case, this is the Julie Story podcast. I'm Julie Story, your host. (laughs) It's still so official today. This is the place where I tell you life stories make your day better, keep it real, keep it raw, let Alexa interrupt the podcast. No, don't do it again. I can't say the name. I am so glad that you're here. We're just, we, did we just keep it real here? I'm just going to keep it real here. And I love that because then I don't have to try. I just get to show up and let you just listen and be a part of it. What I was saying about the one we shall not name out loud, apparently, is that I was trying to see if I could tell her to bring up my podcast and she like brought up this like radio, like this radio show. Cause I was like, Hey, pull up Julie story podcast. And she just pulled up this random thing. So I'm like, maybe I need to add another word to the podcast so that if you're just like cooking dinner or whatever, you can just tell her what to do and she'll actually do it instead of telling you about cheese. Cause apparently that's a thing, which by the way, um, my sister got me this Alexa for Christmas and I have been having the absolute best time with her. Like, this is amazing. The first thing that I did with my Alexa, oh no, okay, she didn't hear me. The first thing that I did with the machine that is an AI is I set up um, a way to help me parent better. So let me tell you what this looked like. I pulled up the app and I set up um, a routine. And the routine is when I say a particular phrase, she starts the kid's bedtime routine. So the bedtime routine is like they're showering and then they're brushing their teeth and then, you know, they're doing all these little things they do every single night. And I just got so tired of saying the same things over and over because you would think, you would think after 10 to 12 years, of communicating to these children that part of the bedtime routine is actually brushing their teeth, you would think that they wouldn't be shocked when you remind them that it's time to do this. It's the weirdest thing. They are, it's like they've never had a bedtime routine before in their life. Uh, you, you would think that we've never asked them to brush their teeth. It got so bad last week. I asked my daughter, I said, did you brush your teeth? And she said, well, no, I can't find my toothbrush. And I had just tidied underneath their sink. I knew I could tell you off the top of my head, the top three things that are like, I'd tell you exactly. I knew what was in there. And I I told her, I said, well, how long have you not been able to find your toothbrush? Because, you know, if it got lost or thrown away by accident or whatever, I wanted to know how long are we talking about here? And she tells me three days. So for three days, this child, whenever I would ask her to brush her teeth, I don't know what she was doing, but she was a brusher. And I, she is 12 years old. She's 12. And I, it just, they're just, 
their minds are still developing and their brilliance. And so there's lots of grace and love and also frustration because it doesn't make any sense. And sometimes Audrey and I look at each other and we're like, is this what we were like? Was this us? And the answer is yes. Yes, it was. Because sometimes they do things and it's just mind-blowing. Today, she actually forgot her uh, homework at school, which Lucy's over here shaking. That, that collar, if, if you guys know a solution to the dog shake collar uh, situation, I would really love to know it because last night, not exaggerating, she definitely woke Andre and I up three times shaking her head. And I even wrapped tape around the collar thing and she still is making noise like is there a plastic thing that we could purchase like because I want to make sure and have our phone number on there because Lucy thinks it's so much fun to escape to try and find Narnia and I don't want her to get out without our phone number on her collar in any case her little bell is jingling but my daughter forgot her homework so this morning I'm driving off to drop off her homework to her at school and she never does this like this is not a common thing and I, I feel like it was something that she was doing all the time I would let her feel every piece of the consequence of that but since it was like you know she's a human being and sometimes we forget things I also sometimes forget things I like to you know look at them through the lens of grace but um I, I'm I'm wondering you know how much of the, these behaviors that I'm seeing them is a direct result of me? Is it like, you know, a genetic kind of thing? It, it trickles down generationally. I look in her room sometimes and I have to say a thousand percent yes because she's my squirrel child. Let me tell you what a squirrel child looks like. This is the child who has an obnoxious amount of bags, just random purses, bags from backpacks. I mean, we went through a whole phase where every single dollar this child got went into purchasing yet another small backpack. And it, it just, it begs me to wonder, what are you bringing with you? Because every time we're out, you never have what you need. You never have, this child never has what she needs. Does she have snack? Nope. Does she have water? Nope. But I will tell you, she has one too small shoe from three years ago in that bag. It's in there. It is right in there, right next to the five candy wrappers and the three pencils that are broken in half and the one crayon from kindergarten. It's all in there. And the reason why is because she doesn't ever clean out these bags. In fact, she uses these bags um, very strategically and intentionally when she's cleaning. Uh, so I will go in there. Is your room clean? Yes, mom, it's clean. I don't know that she does this consciously as an act of defiance. I think it's just more so her temperament or personality, or that's me making an excuse for her. But these bags are full of stuff. Like I went in there the other day and she has this really adorable llama bag because llamas are what we're into right now when we're 12. We went from unicorns to llamas. Llamas like the trend. So she has this beautiful llama bag that her grandmother got her for Christmas or her birthday. And I just so happened to glance in there. There is sets of clothing. There is 
you know, contain like plastic containers. We bought these plastic containers, like these bento boxes for the kids for school so we can have these great, amazing snacks and I can be one step closer to a Pinterest mom. And there's like 12 of these boxes in there. And every time Andre and I are making lunches, we're like, where do these boxes go? Where do these plastic containers run off to? They're hidden inside this, this child's bags. So she takes an entire huge Harry Potter backpack that's the size of a small carry-on to school and the most important piece of information that she should be taking to school is not in that backpack and I'm just wondering what is in there is this is double the width of her body in size and and her actual work is not in there I, I don't know. Where does this come from? I don't know. Is this a 12-year-old girl thing? Probably. But it's very confusing for Andre and I because we're like, child, what are you doing? Like, what are you? I, it's, there's probably the Declaration of Independence in there. Probably. And Andre, actually, I, I got that from a, a situation Andre was when he was in college. He was talking to this one girl and in they were talking about things that are in women's purses because apparently we never grow out of being a 12 year old girl. Apparently this is like never a thing that happens. Um, he, he asked they were talking about purses and this girl literally pulls out a copy of the declaration of independence from her purse. That is a true story, which leads me to this question. I actually have this question. I've never asked the women in my life this question, but I have a lot of uh, women in my life that, love purses they show up to a different event with a different bag every time and now granted most of these women I'm about to refer to they don't have two children 18 months apart okay let's just throw that out there but my my bag looks like it's been drugged behind a vehicle for three years and I just got it for Christmas there is multiple stains on this. It's a white bag, which I just, I love white and black. They just, I mean, my hair dye has come off on the strap. I'm just keeping it real. And I, you know, I just started using it. It's less than a month old of being used. It is just covered in stuff. And like, I want to be one of those cool moms. I want to be one of those moms that's like, people know me for my bags and shoes. And yet here I am with the same bag and I know that there's women that have changed their bag a thousand times since Christmas. And I'm just wondering, where do you get all this free time? Like, you are taking out all of your go-tos in your bag. I mean, if you have children, you have hand sanitizer, you have probably wet wipes, you have three different sets of clothes. I remember when my children were little, when they were little, I had a set of clothes for each of them in my diaper bag, in Ziploc bags, so they each had multiple sets of underwear because you just never know. I mean, kids are kids. And then you have wet wipes, and then you have 14 different kinds of snacks, and then you have the, you know, the sippy cup that's the blue bottom with the red top. Like You have all those details all laid out in your diaper bag, and then your trunk has an additional diaper bag. And I remember when my daughter was really little, I brought like three sets of clothes and somehow they all got dirty and she came home wrapped in a blanket that was in the trunk. How does this happen? I don't understand. I think this is where like women who have had children that we get traumatized and Andre, Andre never understands when I'm walking out the door 
And I have, my arms are full. I have a bottle of water because nobody remembers to bring water, although we have tried for a number amount of years to tell these children we live in Florida. It is hot. We, we live in like the hottest place almost in the world. Okay, you're going to get hot. You're going to need water. Still, these children forget to bring water. So recently as to yesterday, I was the only one who packed a water bottle. So all four of us drank out of the same water bottle because nobody remember. It's like the toothbrush thing. It doesn't like I need to have an Alexa like routine. Hey, oh, I can't say her name again. Uh, that that machine needs to have a routine set up to where I tell her we're getting ready to go and she can say, Leiling Hyros, do you have a snack? Do you have water bottle? Do you have your shoes on? Like, are, are do you have a book to read in the car? Are you bringing those 13 different toys you think you're going to need but you're never going to touch so you can leave in the car so mom has to clean it out three weeks from now? Are you prepared or not, like children? And because I'm so tired of telling them to do it. I'm so tired of like using my words to repeat the same thing. So I'm just going to use, I'm going to set up I'm going to set up every single routine in the history of my life. Like every single thing in my life is going to have a routine and she's just going to spout it off. So we have that nighttime routine. But I don't understand these women that have children and they still have time in their life to switch out bags to match their outfit. Like, please send me an itemized list of how you schedule your life. Like send me the routine that you tell your AI to start for you so that you are ready to, and have your life that put together. Like, what is going on? Like, where did I miss that in my preparing to be an adult class or something? Because I just don't have my life together that much. Like, it's enough for me to have to remember the thousand different details. And Andre and I had another detailed conversation last night. If you've been keeping up, Andre's the big picture person. I'm the detail person. And I told him, I said, we need, you know, we need to strategize again because there's just, it's too much. Like I, at any given moment, my children will ask me where that, they will say it like this too. Where's that one thing that I had that one time at that one place? And I'm like, oh, you mean that shirt that we bought at Once Upon a Child that has, um, the anime that you're into at this current time, not the anime that you're into two days ago, but the current anime that you're into that's a size medium, large, that's, it's like I have all these details and then and then not only do I know exactly what they're talking about, I'm like, yes, it's underneath your bed towards the left bottom side. You have to move that container of beads that you really wanted for Christmas that you've never made. Yeah, it's underneath that right next to the the purple sock that you got at that one birthday party. Like I know all this stuff and the the craziest thing is that I have always known. And I don't know if it's I don't know if it's a mom thing or if I don't know if it's a me thing. But like my children have learned that I know this stuff. And so before they'll even think through it in their own mind to like, I don't know, think for themselves, they'll just ask me, like, I have become their AI. They're just like, they just, mom, tell me where that one thing is. And I immediately repeat back to them at any given moment in the history of my whole life, it's in the back seat in the car underneath, right underneath the water bottle next to the lunchbox that you left in there from second grade. 
underneath the two pairs of shoes that you left there because you brought the extra pair of shoes last week because you wanted to go to the park but you weren't sure if you're gonna need those shoes or the other shoes and then we we're gonna go to the mall so you want to bring like that is my life and it's all the time <laughs> it's all the time and my husband who's the sweetest man ever he actually has free space in his mind it's amazing if you're a big picture person you're probably overwhelmed at the things that I just told you. And the detailed people are like, yes, this is my life. Like, I know where all these things are. And I've always known, like, my children, when my children were little, they had very specific toys that they were drawn to. And my son kind of stayed. He he has a couple things. He's He has stayed on the same things that he enjoys for years. I mean, he is still a Lego building um, you know, uh, hot wheels driving kid. And he has been that kid forever. I mean, if it's got wheels on it, if it's a, if it's a bike, if it's a scooter, if it's a little car, if it's a big car, like he is into it. Like it is very consistent. It is very stable. He's like, these are my things. This is what I'm about. My daughter is a squirrel. And, um, we just never know. We never know what she's going to be into. And, um, I liken it to myself being a female, um, because it's just very hard to kind of nail down. So she has been really into Harry Potter and like, she's liked Harry Potter for a while, but she was like into it. Like, and when I say into it, I mean Christmas level into it. And if you're a parent who has one of these children, you're going to get this real quick. You know how Christmas has a theme, Um, And I'm not talking about like Christmas decor. I'm talking about Christmas present themes. So, you know, like we had a Shopkins year. We had a uh, Frozen Elsa Anna year. We, We just had a Harry Potter year. Like this child wants every holiday to be themed, like when she's getting gifts, around the thing that she's into at that moment. Which is makes it very challenging for us as parents because... We just never know. So this past week, I wanted to make her something. Because first of all, I mean, I love crafting. And I just tidied up our garage. We also just completed that. Um, That was definitely a really not fun thing. We avoided that for, oh, a good two weeks. Um, Yeah, it was so bad. And like, we we even have been in there probably multiple times a year trying to organize it. But this time we tidied it, which was way different. I got out the label maker, okay? That's the level that I went to. But all my craft stuff was organized. And so it made it really easy for me to think, I'm going to make my daughter uh, this gift real quick. I mean, no big deal. I'm just going to put together a completely customized Harry Potter hand-painted corkboard with um, details galore. And I shared it on my Instagram stories. So I made this, this thing and in the middle of making it, I kid you not, I looked at Andre and I, I said to him, I hope she's still into Harry Potter when I see her in two days. And I was legit serious. Like that's how bad it's, it's gotten at certain points. And Andre says to me, yeah, me too, because he knows exactly. And, um, we were talking about details last night and um, it, it came up that I might be a little bit like um, my, my daughter in that way that, not that I bounce from one thing to the next, but I think Andre has a hard time predicting what I'm going to like. 
which, you know, is confusing to me because it seems so simple. Like at any given point, it could completely change, first of all. Um, the go-to things like wine and pizza, they also, uh, they're, they're, they're definitely a go-to. However, like, what if I'm not in the mood for pizza? I mean, it's just like any time it could completely change, which makes it very difficult, I think, to be in connection, a close connection with, with kites and squirrels because we, we just, we have so much creative energy. That's what it is. Like, we just, we have so much creative energy. It's actually one of the reasons why I've never gotten a tattoo because, I feel like I'm gonna, I would be one of those people that's like really into something. Like I was really into pink for a very, very, very long time. I loved pink, anything pink. I was totally into it. I'm like, this is great, pink, pink, pink. Like, and I was known even in my branding for pink. Like I was just like pink, sparkle, cupcake, girl. And then I, you know, grew and changed and a lot of myself changed. And now I'm not, I'm not into pink in the same way that I was. And like, if I had gotten a tattoo of a beautiful pink cupcake, I would, I would absolutely hate it right now. I would be so mad at myself and I'd be like, there's nothing I can do. And like, I'd be looking at getting removed. So I feel like as a creative, like I change so much in my, my tastes and likes and, um, when I find those anchor points, they're, they're like anchor points for like, it feels like a season. I'm sure that's what my husband would say is like, yeah, you were really into this. Like, I'll give you an example. I really love candles. Like candles are really like, I love, I love smells. I love in the house. Don't you love it when the house smells amazing? Like you just walk into your own home and you're like, it smells awesome. Like I'm a really big, like this is going a weird direction. I'm sorry. Like I, but I, I went there. So I'm about to go like, smells are like a big thing for me like if 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 there's something that is um questionable in in the smell category I it's not a good thing like it's I it's just the thing like it's one of my things I and I feel like probably most people are like this but since I don't really have conversations with people like this it feels like it's only me it feels like I'm the only one who has this but I feel like I'm really particularly sensitive to smells and so I love it when the house smells great and so for um my my husband knew this and he's like oh a go-to gift could be a candle which was like so sweet for like the first six months of receiving a candle every single gift um and then and then after a while I was like babe like it's so sweet but like I, I I started not receiving it in my love language as like love because it felt like <laughs> it felt like um after a while it felt like there wasn't thought that went into it because it was just kind of like oh like she'll just like this I'll just whatever like and that's of course wasn't his heart at all like it's never been his heart he's always been that person that, like really is thoughtful about and he like puts a lot of time so he doesn't do anything like haphazard and of course he wouldn't just get me like a candle it was like one in like a cute little vase and like one that was you know smells that I like so it was really thoughtful but after a while I was changing, which it, you know, makes it feel difficult. Probably sometimes. I mean, it probably feels sometimes like, oh my gosh, this girl. And I don't think that I'm high maintenance. I really don't like, 
And for so long, I would see, like, these shows or, like, these characters, people would create, like, these high-maintenance characters. And I was like, I am not that girl. I am not that girl. Because they pres- they presented high-maintenance people as really rude and disrespectful. And I'm like, there's no reason to ever be rude and disrespectful to anyone. Like, and if you are rude and disrespectful, you need to take responsibility real quick. Because life is way too short to treat people, like, really rude. Like, it's just, no. It's just not something that, no. It's not my thing. In any case, um, when I got married, I remember this moment where I was like, oh, Andre, like, I'm not high maintenance. And his face, I wish I could just show you his face. He was just like, his face was like, uh, yes, you are. And I was like, no, I'm not. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I am not one of those girls that has to, like, you know, like, the, everything has to be perfect. And, like, you know, you are marching to the beat of my drum and it's my way or the highway. Um... I'm not like that way at all, but apparently that's not the only way you can define high maintenance, but that that's still up for debate. I don't feel like I am. I feel like I'm pretty easygoing, but um, I think he believes that my extraness means I'm not, and that's not the truth, so this is my podcast. He can, re- you know, refute that on his podcast, but on my podcast, we're going to settle on, on my high maintenance, okay? But in any case, so I'm seeing all these things like, in my children and I and I'm and I'm relating it back to where have I contributed to raising the greatness that's in them first of all and second of all um seeing my own immaturity and also helping them in theirs which I think is essentially just being a parent like that's just also being a parent on a side note one of the things that I am, I totally and completely a thousand percent believe this in all sincerity. Um, wherever there's immaturity in your life, it's definitely going to spill over into everything. And that means if you, if you have a brand, if you have a personal brand and there's areas inside of you that are, and they're, they're needing, um, they're needing the edges to be just, just softened we'll just just soften the edges of our own immaturity and also insecurity oh man insecurity shows up in personal brands and it's is crazy like and I'm not even gonna show up here and say I haven't felt it like I will be the first one to say yeah so when I started my brand seven years ago I was extremely insecure and I, and I, it had a lot to do with where I was like in my own life. That's what I'm saying. Like where you're at in your own life is it's going to touch everything. And you can only put on a parade for so long before other people start like picking up what you're putting down. Okay. Like your, your clients are going to feel like your heart and energy no matter what, no matter how you try to hide it or how you try to show up in a way that masks it, nope, they're going to feel it. They're going to find out. It's, it's inevitable. It is totally and completely inevitable that somewhere inside of your brand experience, those places and spaces in you are are going to come out. And like, it's it's real life. So before I talk about that, we're going to hear from one of my sponsors real quick. And you know who it is. It's Anchor. I love them. I'll let you listen to the story because this is really, this is real. This is so, oh my gosh. Okay. So in keeping up with the theme of Alexa on this podcast, no, 
I keep forgetting. Um, okay. If you do not have a podcast right now, and I was talking a lot about this in my stories. And like the reason that I want to share this so much is because I had so much in like insecurity in doing this because I had no idea what I was doing. And like when I, um, when I was like growing my brand and growing my business, I would have all these different, uh, women that I would sit down with in like traveling and just in my business. And they would tell me, Julie, I could just listen to you talk all the time. Like, and and they would say like, if I would listen to you every day, like that's what I like. And it happened so it probably happened over 20 times. I would have different women just come up like, I could just listen to you. I take notes when you're talking all this stuff. And I just felt like, Oh my gosh, like that, that's really kind of these women to say, but then I started hearing women say, you should start a podcast. You start a podcast. And I had never even listened to a podcast before. Okay. And I'm telling you this because if you are running a personal brand, you need to start a podcast where we're going. Okay. We, we're, we, where the, where the trajectory of technology and all this stuff is going, it's heading right towards audio experiences, right? So I hear Gary Vee talk about this all the time. He's like, this is where we're going. We're going to get to this place where we're going to be able to like have these machines in our house that are going to order groceries for us or like, Hey, you know, you know, so-and-so machine, I want to make chili. And that machine is going to order everything you need to make your favorite chili. Like that's where we're going. So if you know that, if you can see that's where we're going, why wouldn't you create an audio experience where your your fans, your um, your tribe followers can quickly and easily like have access to you in their car? Like I can tell Suri to pull up one of my podcasts. Like she'll just open it up for you and start like I get in the car and I don't even unlock my phone and she just open like I'll tell her what to do and she opens a podcast. Why is this important for a personal brand? First of all, if you're running a business and it's not a personal brand and you're like, you have like different people working for you or you want to build a business that has like multiple people underneath you, you should also be building a personal brand. Like hands down, a hundred percent agree with Gary Vee when he says this, because it doesn't matter where your larger company takes you. Like if you're looking to build a business where you have 20, 30, 50 people working underneath you and you want it to, you know, be a large company, you're still going to benefit from having a personal brand because as you grow and as you change and as you like allow yourself to not like the color pink anymore, you might come to a moment where you're like, I want to, you know, write a book. I want to do a makeup line. I want to do all these things and you can easily fit that underneath your personal brand. If you've built your personal brand around your heart, like Oprah says, my brand is me because my brand is my heart, right? So like building a personal brand is a really strategic long-term game plan because at any time you can decide, you know what? I want to do X, Y, and Z. And you have a place and a platform that you've grown over the years. I highly highly recommend and Gary Vee says this too like I'm not the only one girl I am not the only one this is so important to the longevity of your brand let me just tell you I did not have it all together I had no idea what I was doing I hadn't even listened to a podcast before I literally had never even listened to a podcast and I was like I'm gonna start a podcast I don't know what the name is gonna be I'm just gonna run with it I'm just gonna go for it and it has been so much 
fun. I have absolutely and totally, like I would do this every single day forever if I could. Like this is, I absolutely love doing a podcast. It is so much fun. So, um, but I want to tell you some of the mistakes that I made in my podcast because I want to keep it so real and I want you to know that like you don't have to show up to your space perfect because perfectionism I'm gonna go there I'm gonna go like are you ready because I'm about I'm uh, this might hurt but you need it perfectionism is a complete and total mask for insecurity and this is a huge problem that I have run into and working with boss babes is that they um, they won't show up until something is perfect. I have actually had multiple clients that I was hired to rebrand them visually. So I, I rebranded their websites, multiple, not, I'm not even going to tell you how many, multiple clients who paid me. I did the job. They absolutely loved their design. They absolutely love their brand and they never went live. And it didn't matter what I did or what I said or how I encouraged them or how I supported them. They were so afraid of not showing up perfect. And so they didn't show up at all. And I don't know where those clients are because it was very early on in my branding career. I'm not really sure where they are. Like I, I hope that things worked out for them and like I wish them nothing but the best, but it it really, it was so hard because I could see very clearly like where they're at and like my heart just went out for them, but it didn't matter. Like they couldn't, they couldn't bring themselves to hit publish because they were so afraid of like showing up. And I get that. I totally and completely understand that feeling. And that's one of the things that I do and in coaching my clients is like I just come alongside women because I know it's hard like it is hard sometimes to show up it's hard to show up when you don't know what you're doing and you're not sure how you're gonna receive and like you don't want to you know come across a certain way and it's very hard to confront fear of judgment it's really hard to confront your own insecurities and say you know what I don't have it all together and I'm still gonna show up anyway like that stuff is hard it is. And like, sometimes we just need somebody that's like alongside of us. It's like, no girl, you got this. Like, remember this, remember what you're about, remember what you're made for. And like, that's, you know, that's what I do. But like, it, it is so important that we're showing up in like a podcast is an amazing way to just show up and let yourself be. And you know what? You're going to make mistakes. Okay. Let me tell you about one of my most embarrassing mistakes. There's a podcast where I was talking about Andre because um, I love him and he's amazing. And I was talking about his last name. And I, I spelled his name wrong. His last name wrong. I spelled my own husband's last name wrong in a podcast. Okay. And I thought about it after because I was like, oh my gosh. Like I added a U into like it was, oh yeah. But here's the thing. Um, I didn't go back and edit it. And the reason why is because, you know, in, in staying true to why I started this and what I'm about here is like, I don't want to come in and just be like, I, I polish and there's nothing wrong with showing up polished. Like, I, I think that that's amazing. And I think that that is great. And like, there's nothing wrong with that, but I liken it to, um, 
have you ever seen an interview done by like Jennifer Lawrence versus like Julia Roberts? Like Julia Roberts is like the queen of like class and like she's very polished and she's, that's just her. And I feel like I'm more like Jennifer Lawrence. So like, I just feel like I just want to show up in my way and my, and in the way that feels right for me is like, you know what? I'm not even going to edit that. Cause I'm going to talk about the mistake later. So I'm talking about it right now. If I can misspell my own husband's last name, and I'm sure at some point I'm going to get flagged for it. I'm sure that somebody's going to like say all these things or whatever or like haters going to hate. But at the end of the day, it was just like, I don't know. It's just like a moment. Like I just had a moment and it's just like, it's, it's, I think it's just really silly. But it was a mistake they made. The other mistake that I made with my podcast is I waited way too long to start the podcast. That was a big mistake because I actually learned about this app anchor. This is not like, I mean, it's, this is not something that's like hidden. Like Gary Vee talks about this app and I learned about it and I saved it in my like Instagram, you know, those like little folders. I have all these folders. Like one is like to remember like business ideas or whatever. And I saved it for a really long time. And I just thought, oh, you know, I'm just going to try it. Like, I don't think anybody's going to listen. And I, you know, I did that poll. I did the poll on, on um, my stories and I had people say, don't start the podcast. And I was like, Psh, whatever, I'm going to start the podcast because I want to do it. And I'm so, I'm so glad I did. Like, you will be glad that you did. So that was another mistake. I waited way, way too long to start this thing. Um, I think another mistake that I made was I felt like at the beginning of the podcast, I had to always show up as a certain way. Like I felt like I was really nervous to like start jumping into the deep places because I've struggled in my own personal brand with how do I reconcile this comedic side of me like the industry comedian side and this like the exact opposite opposite but the other extreme which is like really serious like wisdom dense that's it's just in me how do I reconcile both and for a while on the podcast I felt like I had to be one or the other and so I think that was it was a mistake it was a mistake but at the same time it was like a mistake I had to make of like, okay, so I'm showing up in this way. And then I slowly just like relaxed a little bit more and got more comfortable. So I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even know if I'd call it like a mistake, but more so just, I let myself learn and I let myself, um, do what like I felt was right. And I'm saying all that now because I'm almost at 2,500 listens, which is so like, I'm so humbled and so grateful. And like, I, I want that for you and I want to show up for you on your podcast and I want to be supporting you and you growing your personal brand and I want to show up when you're telling stories about your family and I want to show up when you're sharing and being an expert in your industry. Like you don't have to start a podcast that is exactly, completely and totally exactly what it is that you do. You can do, hey, here's where I'm going to be an expert in this area and then I'm going to talk about family life and like you can do what feels right for you. And you should so do it so that later on when people are talking to their AIs, they can say, hey, bring up so-and-so's podcast and all of a sudden you're in their living room. I do have to say that one of the things that's really important as we're growing our personal brands is remembering that 
no matter what it is that we're doing, we're influencing. And there's this word that gets thrown around a lot. We know what an influencer is. Like they're specific um, people that are using their likeness and like they're being brand ambassadors, which is great. I think it's awesome. We have to remember as as a personal brand, like we are influencers. And like the way that we show up in our space, the way that we show up in our world, the way that we show up to our content, the way that we create content is directly influencing other people. It's giving something to other people. And what happens in our world and in like in in our life and as women and as creatives and all these amazing things that we are, we downplay our greatness because it feels uh, really scary to acknowledge where we're great. And when we downplay our greatness, we don't show up to things like creating a podcast. We don't show up to things like doing Instagram stories. Uh, I'll never forget, I did um, a branding Instagram class here in town and I had my course attendees there and this one particular woman came up to me and she was making um, she was making uh, like derby hats, these beautiful hats and she was very very successful at it she had some clients that were um, celebrity clients and so she was looking to use her Instagram to feature her hats and and all this stuff and and uh, she was a beautiful older lady and I said well are you using your Instagram stories to kind of show behind the scenes like how cool would it be to watch somebody hand make one of these beautiful hats that are just like artwork and she said no I, I don't use my Instagram stories because I just, I'm not, you know, I'm not beautiful enough. I'm not, you know, young enough to, to, you know, use my face or whatever online. And I just, I just looked at her and I was like, yes, you are like you are worthy. Like you're worthy to be seen and you, you're doing this beautiful custom work that is so interesting. Like I would just watch it. I don't go to the derby, but I would just watch it just because it's fascinating to watch somebody love what they do and do it. And she felt like she couldn't show up because she didn't feel young enough or beautiful enough. And I just thought, no, like don't don't let us, our generation, not be able to see what it looks like as an older, beautiful woman showing up to her space and owning her space and, and being really present in her creative business and like we need like we all need to be seeing each other doing these things we all need to be hearing each other and the way that we talk about different things one of the things that I love to do to help myself grow as a person as personal development that connects to my personal brand is I absolutely love to watch masters do what they do if that's olympics I'm there if that's like a master class online I'm there I I have watched day-long workshops from the best of the best like photographers or you know whatever it is because I want to hear the way they talk I want to hear the language they use I want to hear the way that they describe things because we all have something that we can learn from each other and so I just want to encourage you like where you're showing up in your space where you're showing up in your brand please allow us to see you and to see you showing up you and to see those parts of you and please allow us to see the behind the scenes where it's not always put together and it's not always perfect it's not always polished like there's something really beautiful about the mistakes that we make in our journey like there's something really interesting about 
Oh, like, let me hear the mistakes that you made, you know, doing your podcast. Let me hear the mistakes that you've made in your business. Like, because we can learn from each other, right? So definitely misspelling my husband's name, waiting too long to do the podcast, um, feeling like I had to show up in a certain, like almost like pigeonholing myself into one, like showing up on the podcast in one particular way. Um, I don't think that that was the best way. Another thing too, is like, I noticed in like listening back to my audio, because I feel like I want to be, I want to, I want to do the things that like Beyonce does. Okay. Stay with me for a second. Beyonce, I've heard because you know, me and Bay are like real close. I call her Bay, but apparently everybody calls her B. I, 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 I just love her. So like, I, she's like so amazing. And like for the longest time, I'm like, that's Bay. It's Beyonce. And I'm just like, no, it's B. So B, Queen B. Um, she is amazing. And like one of the things that makes her so, like she, she has a personal brand. She is the face of her brand. She chooses to run her brand a certain way. Like she doesn't do interviews anymore and things like that. And that's, you know, totally her choice, obviously. But one of the things that she, I heard that she does is after her performances, she actually rewatches them. Kind of like what, um, like a, a football team, they would rewatch their plays to kind of strategize and see where they could have done different or tighten up in different areas. I heard that she does this. And I think that this is so brilliant because she's able to look at herself, first of all, and watch herself. This is very hard for people to do. It was really hard for me to do at the beginning of my audiovisual career uh, because I was so embarrassed at myself. I was embarrassed at my quirks, I think, and my like little things. And now I'm like, you know what? Embrace it because it helps people feel like they can relate because it's real. <laughs> like, because it's real stuff. Like if you see me, uh, you know, in person and I'm in the morning and I haven't done my hair and makeup, you're going to see the baby hair sticking out my face. Okay. Like that's just real life. That is, they, they are there right now. They have, they are making an appearance, but Beyonce rewatches. So one of the things that I noticed um, about myself is that it's helpful to like re-listen back to the audio. And what I notice is sometimes like the way that I the way that I say my different words, it comes across really loud in like the audio, and like it has like that air. It's like yeah, because I'm doing it on my phone because the app makes it so easy. You can do it on your phone. I noticed that that was happening, and so I had to make adjustments in my recording process to make sure that, you know, that with the audio was better. So I think that would be one of the mistakes is like earlier on, I wasn't listening. I wasn't really listening to myself and everybody doesn't have to do it that way. Like, please don't get intimidated. You're like, Oh my gosh, I hate my voice. I don't want to hear it. Um, I would say a thousand percent. If you are going to continue to grow your personal brand, the best way to get over that is exposure therapy. And that means actually watching yourself. And that means giving yourself grace. And that means not judging yourself. And that means listening to your videos and listening to your audio and, and recognizing the areas that, oh, hey, the audio isn't great here. Oh, hey, I can change this and it will really impact like my listener's experience. Those things are really important to do. And that was one thing that I didn't do at the beginning, but then I started doing. So take these mistakes take all of this. The first step is making a decision. And if you don't know what to talk about, 
One of the things that you can do today is you can take a little bit of time to journal a few areas of things that you would never, ever, ever get tired of talking about. Like listing out, here are the top five things I could talk about all day long and I would never get tired of talking about it. And another thing you can do is look at kind of your core mission and vision, like who your ideal client is and what you're about, your mission and vision of your brand to make sure that your mission and vision of your brand is connected to the things that you would like to talk about. So for me, I am helping entrepreneur women book more jobs. That is what I do. I help them book out their year. One of the ways that I do that, help them do that, is I reconnect women to themselves and their heart and help them discover like their mission and their why and all those beautiful, great foundational elements to a brand, which are really important to booking out their year. But in the middle of that, in the middle of helping women discover themselves are stories and there's life stories and there's um, highs and low and there's, there's realness, there's rawness. And so when I show up to my podcast and I'm here telling stories and I'm here being myself, I am giving permission to you to show up as yourself. And the more that we show up as ourselves, the more that we're authentic to like what we believe in and our mission and vision. And we can be, we can be the Julia Roberts polish or the Jennifer Lawrence to polish. Like we can show up in multiple different ways. There's not one way. And I told Andre the other day, I'm like, you know, not everybody is made to go on a podcast and share deep personal like stories about their life. It's what I'm made to do. And so it's, I just jump in my lane and I run with it, but not everybody feels comfortable doing that. And that's okay. But when you understand what you're made for, and you understand what your purpose is, it, it allows you to see possibilities of things like what could my podcast be about or possibilities of like what could I create this week to help me move my brand forward. So take it, run with it. Please send me links to your podcast when you choose to start them. This is a time. Don't wait. If you're a planner, you know what? Come up with a plan, but I promise you, even if you had everything exactly planned out, once you start, you're gonna adjust the plan. So just remain flexible, run with it. I can't wait to hear it. And I also can't wait to talk to you again soon. Okay, I'll talk to you later. Okay, have fun. I can't wait to see your podcast. I mean, listen, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. That way, you know, you'll be set up so little Miss AI over there can like pull it up for me and I can just say, hey, Alexa, and then she'll go with it. Okay, all right, bye.